This is the Ned's NRL Punting Podcast with Jarrell Yao Yi, Jared Timms, and Ryan Cook. G'day, punters. Welcome to episode 26 of the Ned's NRL Punting Podcast. Huge week in the world of rugby league at every single level, and I think we've got the right panel for it as well. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name's Jared Timms. With me as he is each and every week, 63 games for the Broncos, three each for the Indigenous All-Stars, the Maroons and the Kangaroos. Jarrell, yeah, yeah. 26, boys. <sighs> what a time to be alive. The slide to well, 50 is happening. 26. Uh, this is crazy. I mean. Incredible. Who would have thought when we first started, we had a solid team. Now it's falling apart. Now it's coming back together again. <laughs> Welcome back, Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for having no, me. I'm really falling I'm apart. Say, no, I'm saying you're the glue to bring us back together. <laughs> also with us as he is each and every week, I was going to call you Ned's own odds and form man. However, Ned's podcast whore, oh, no. Ryan Cook, <laughs> AFL, NRL oh my God. and NFL now. Take your they, pick. They call me the bike at work. I'm <laughs> oh, let me jump on. Theory, let me baby. jump on. Yeah. As if 60 episodes of these two podcasts weren't enough. They've had you do two NFL ones today. I'm alone. on the quick backup today, boys. Yeah, I'm feeling it. But okay. no, I'm, yeah, I'm excited to talk some. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> excited to be here. All right. Rejoining us as he was two weeks ago for a winning multi. That's the only reason we've invited you back again. Need to keep building that bank for the finals. It's Rugby League Rider's own. More importantly this week, though, PNG Hunters media manager, yes. Oscar Panifex. Yeah. Welcome back. Thank you, boys. Thanks for having me back. Looking forward to it. Well, as I said just before, and as I've hinted at there, huge week in Rugby League at all levels. Probably the biggest story in Rugby League this week was the Hunters homecoming, Oscar. Yeah, bigger story on my behalf, at least. Um, very lucky to get back over to PNG last week mm. with the Hunters, who took the QRL Host Plus Cup back there for the first time in over three years. Wow. Um, played our round 20 game against the Mackay Cutters at the National Football Stadium in Port Moresby. Yeah, it's a hell of a week. I, uh, I yeah. think we all saw what happened there. I mean, you would have had to have not really been a rugby league fan to know what was going on there. You were first supposed to be back there a few weeks ago. That all got cut off. Yes. Obviously everything. It looked, the game was on a knife's edge for a long period of time then. The Prime Minister oh. has jumped in at one point. Tell us about that. Oh, uh, yeah. Albo, shout out. Albanese. <laughs> yeah, he's Thanks a big name fan. Yeah, big fan. Yeah, big fan of the NRL punting podcast. <laughs> well, he, he looked like he was going to get Damien Cook back for Souths this week too, so yeah. Yeah, Elbow's right up there. He's getting yeah. my votes next time around for sure. He's been doing stuff with the AFL too. He came out and supported the Tassie team. So he's just cross-coding. Yeah. yeah. Big Bit of a whore himself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, love, I love him. Things love you know about plenty about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, thankfully, Saturday prevailed, of course. The game got over the line. Yep. And thank goodness as well. What an outstanding game it was. The finish. Our boy Watovo Puara. Yes. The Kummel's legend crashes over for the winner. I think it was in the 83rd minute or something too, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, the, Q, the Q Cup uh, clock there on the... Uh, on the screen runs a bit over time sometimes. <laughs> wasn't quite the 83rd minute, um, but in the 79th minute, uh, yeah, it was a, a very special moment. I, um, I'll, I'll give you guys a bit of a story if yeah. you're up for no, it. Please. Um, throwback to Cooper Cronk in 2012, I believe, when he kicked that field goal for the, for the Maroons, yep. and he talked about having this kind of out-of-body epiphany experience. Um, sounds a little bit dribbly, but bear with me. <laughs> um, so I was on the sidelines for the Hunters taking photos of the game. So following the ball up and down um, the field on, on the sidelines there. And with about two minutes to go, we had a man in the bin down by four points on our own 40 meter line with our last possession of the game. I wasn't taking any photos at this point. And then I just had this bizarre feeling come over me that I needed to get myself down to the try line at the far end. Yeah. So I got on my bike, ran down there, got to the corner post, 
Turned around, camera in hand, and I saw Watovo orchestrate um, a shift over to our right edge. Center broke the line, flick pass to the winger. Winger beats four guys, oh. offloads back inside to Watovo, who scores under the posts. And I, I got a photo um, of a lifetime in that moment as well. So, I yeah, tell you so, what, yeah. that would have been when the beetle nut was kicking in 100%. That's what that was. That's <laughs> no, what that, on, was. No that was the out-of-body experience. <laughs> yeah, that was the out-of-body experience. That, well, I hadn't thought of that. It makes yeah. a lot of sense. <laughs> what a moment, though. Like, I mean, the homecoming, it's been a long time. And to 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 finish it like that for uh you know for the PNG hunters yeah outstanding yeah it was it was all time and and as you said for what's over to do it who's just a cult uh, hero in PNG rugby league um, for him to score the match winner yeah it was the best been an absolutely outstanding year of footy for him that's for sure moving forward are we looking as the Q Cup looking at having all of the hunters home games back in PNG now yeah well hopefully I won't put words in anyone's mouth but yeah that that looks like it'll be the plan moving forward so mm-hmm. great news for Papua New Guinea will you be on hand for us next week uh, next year. I should say, or um, this remains to be seen. Remains <laughs> yeah. to be seen. See if I've got a contract for next year. Eh? <laughs> All right, very, very good. A couple of weeks ago, when you were here, Oscar, we talked about props and focused specifically on Nelson Asafa Solomona, Jared yes. Waria Hargraves. Now we were looking at the positive impacts they've yes. had for their teams tackles and yep. line breaks, meters gained, all of that sort of stuff. Sparks were always going to fly when they went head-to-head in round 24, and boy, did they. Now, a couple of pretty bad shots by these blokes. Yeah. Together, for the season, they've recorded five and four charges, respectively. Is it on them, purposely dirty play, maybe poor technique, or is there a bigger problem at hand here? Do you reckon it's more to do with sort of weak officiating and and, you know, all of that sort of thing. Poor repercussions. Oh, jeez. Murky waters to, to be sort of <laughs> through here. Uh, I'll be happy to throw to Gerald uh, on this one. But uh, for me, I remember um, as a Souths fan um, watching Sam Burgess uh get a couple of weeks suspension for the uh, for the high forearms mm. carrying the ball and just thinking, oh, what about this guy? He does it. What about that guy? Um, I've probably tempered a little bit um, a few years on in my viewing of rugby league, but, yeah, it's not a good look. Uh, I'm not sure if I've got the answer for it, though. Draw? Yeah, oh, look, I just think it's – these two players, they play with – you know, they're aggressive. Like we're, we're, and, look, if we don't see these two boys play at that, you know, the capacity of the – you know, and aggressiveness they play at, we're not going to see – the, you know, the drama, we're not going to see the game and they're the ones that take the hit. You know, they obviously, you know, get weeks for it and that's, you know, that's on themselves. It's really hard to curve your, your anger, I suppose. Um, and, and, and curve your, you know, where you want to put it sometimes, especially when you're coming up against an alpha male, uh, in another team. And yeah. both of these boys, you know, um, you know, played a lot of obviously, uh, test footy together and, uh, yeah, look, it was always going to happen. Um, you know, they, they weren't taking a backward step, even if it was on a smaller man on the field. Um, neither of those boys were going to. So, look, we, we know what they're both like. I mean, when it gets to the stage of really injuring someone, I think that's probably where, you know, we, that we've got to, you know, we've got to come together as a, as the, uh, a collective at the NRL and go, right, boys, you've got to rein it in or it's going to be a longer stay on the sideline. But at each other and, um, you know, how they did it, uh, you know, over that weekend, I didn't. I didn't mind it at all. I loved it a little bit, yeah. It's good theatre, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is great theatre. They're both Kiwi internationals, aren't they? Yes. So does this go on when they're in camp together or is it just when they're going head-to-head? Well, I mean, look, when you watch the game, you can definitely see that, you know, they were both pretty... You know, not remorseful, but they were. They wouldn't. They didn't take that step over the you right. know, over the limit. You could tell because they respect each other a lot. So there were times where Nelson would, 
you know, the Nelson sat down. He didn't want to get up and move forward on um, Jared, and uh, it was uh, it was you know the feeling was mutual with both of them. So um, if we kept it like that in all games, um, I, I look, you, you know, they go out to battle it, uh, you know, each year in those jerseys. So I think that was the reason why they curved it a tiny bit mm-hmm. um, because they know at the end of the year they got to go to a World Cup together. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I suppose they don't want too much drama um, in that sense, and putting each other out for too long as well because you know if they get if they're a long stay, they won't be going to the World Cup. Absolutely. All right. We're going to keep taking advantage of having you back on the panel this week, Oscar. Uh, We previewed the NRLW prior to the season commencing a couple of weeks ago. Of course, the action is now well and truly underway. Two rounds under the belt. Mm. Thought we'd have a chat about what you've seen, perhaps what stood out to you. Mm. Overall, anything yet? Uh, I'm just loving it. I think the quality is getting better and better each season. Um, A few surprise packets um, that we've seen over the last two weeks. Uh, so four more weeks of the regular season to go. I've got my opinions on what I think the grand final Quinella might be. We might get to that in a moment. But, yeah, just really enjoying it at the moment. All right. Absolutely outstanding. Let's go through team by team. Mm. You might have something to say about each year. And we'll begin with the reigning premiers, the Sydney Roosters. Yeah, well, just um, with two weeks uh, under the belt, um, I guess just casting an eye over the teams and looking at what we might have learnt um, about their playing styles or any particular players that are standing out. Uh, so for the Roosters, the defending premiers, um, the big name for me is Racine McGregor, their halfback. Um, she's had four try assists in the first two games of this season. Two line breaks last week. Um, again, we talked about comparisons, I think, when we were doing our preview two weeks ago. Not always the best way to go about it, as I said then, um, but to give people an idea of the sort of players that these that these girls are like. Racine reminds me a lot of Jerome Hughes for wow. the Melbourne Storm. Probably not with the top line speed of Hughesy, obviously, um, who used to be a fullback. But Racine, great running game, not afraid to take the line on at all. She plays nice and close to the line as well. Passing game, big right foot step. Um, so, yeah, she's been on fire for the Roosters. Um, I think we might see a couple of highlights packages from the NRL this weekend. So there'll be more eyes on her in the coming weeks, I think. Is she a try scorer like Jerome Hughes? Should we be keeping an eye on any time try scorer markets with her? Uh, not so much. I think she's going to be the one that's throwing the, the final pass or the pass before the final pass um, for Roosters tries. So, yeah, but loving her work. She's been super busy. Good for an assist. All right, yeah. I'm still backing the Dragons to take out the whole thing and they're two from two so far. Yeah, again, another really strong team. They're the best defensive team in the comp. Um, the thing that I really like about the Dragons um, is just how well they're playing as a unit. I think their spine is probably one of the the best round, well-rounded spines in the competition. We saw news this week that Sam Bremner, the Roosters' fullback, was looking at returning to the Dragons this season, but Jamie Soward couldn't give her a starting jersey in that wow. in that spine. And we're seeing why. Obviously, Emma Tonegato is arguably the best player in the game at fullback. Um, they've got Killy Davis, who I've spoken about before at Hooker. She's a really clever ball-playing dummy half. And then in the halves, they've got Rachel Pearson, who's an out-and-out traditional number seven, game manager, long kicking game, pointing the team around the park. And then Talia Fuimono, who's the relative, I think the sister of Tyrell Fuimono, um, at 5'8 on the left edge. She reminds me a little bit of Cody Walker, I guess, um, parked out on that side of the field. Good running game, good pass, mm. little kick. Um, it's no surprise to see most of their points come down that edge. So, yeah, just really liking the way that the Dragons are working as a team, and that probably comes from having played a whole season together last year. Jamie Soward's starting to prove himself as quite a rugby league coach as well. He is. He is. Um, I think he's obviously done a little bit of work under Anthony Griffin down there uh, at the Dragons, and when I speak to Hook, he's got nothing but good uh, words to say about um, Soward and, and what he, uh, you know, obviously not only brings to the to the girls, but when he's um, doing a bit of stuff with the, with the uh, halves down there, there as well um so i'm mean, 
it, it's nice to see, you know, that that era of players mm. coming through as coaches because we're going to see the next generation of coaches, you know, in the next five or ten years. Uh, the, just those players who retired just come through. He also only played one series of Origin. Was that the same year that you went around? Uh, oh, it might have been actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it was actually. Yeah. Yeah. That first game was on an absolute knife's edge. That was New South Wales. I think won game three that year or two. Two Queensland. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Yeah, and that one could have gone either way. That was an outstanding series. That one. It was. It was. Well, we blew them out in the end. Yeah, in well, the, yeah. In the last one, it was Lockie's <laughs> yeah. last game at Suncorp Stadium. I don't think we were ever going to lose that one. All right, well, the Broncos not only battling in the men's game, but they're also yet to strike in the NRLW. Oh. Yeah, well, it's a change of tune, I guess, for the Broncos, having been a powerhouse in the NRLW um, pretty much to date. Um, I think they're still – this This segment uh, is about what we've learnt over the last two weeks. I think the Broncos are doing a lot of learning this season as well. Obviously missing Millie Boyle, who was their leader in the forward pack, mm. and then Tamika Upton, who until Tonegato arrived was out and out the best player in the competition. Um, so I think they're just taking some time to adjust. Uh, Chelsea Leonarduzzi certainly looks like um, the one that that's taking on that leadership role in the forwards, but I think she probably needs a little bit more help from the people around her um, at the moment. It's doing a great job, but they're just looking for someone to take that first big carry and get them on the front foot. Uh, and then in the backs, obviously Ali Brigginshaw has been there forever, um, and you know her standing in the game is well deserved. I think we might be seeing. I'm not sure if it's by design or. Uh, or coincidence, but seeing Taryn Aitken maybe take on a bit more of a leadership role in that playmaking position. Um, she had some really nice touches last week. She scored a good try down the left edge. The highlights will show her just burning her opposite man and sliding over. Um, but if you rewind, she had two or three touches that set. Every single touch was the same. She taking the ball into the line and passing into a, a teammate on in support on her outside. Um, I call it conditioning the defense or training the defense. There might be another word for it. Um, Gerald, but basically by the time she took that third possession, the outside defense um, shot up on her teammates and then she was able to just go through them herself. So that's a, a try that she created with a couple of touches in the lead up of that set. So really liking her involvements um, and keen to see if she can back it up this week. I think it just shows that, you know, the girls' game is evolving. I mean, you know, we've seen coaches be successful, uh, you know, at the Broncos, we've seen those girls be successful in the way they play their, their footy, but the game, the game has evolved. So um, like anything, you, you're going to see um, different teams come into their own. And um, unfortunately, the Broncos, you know, watching, if, you know, a few of their, uh, you know, games to start off with, they've kept their same structure and how they want to play the, their footy. And um, yeah, you just got to, you got to keep, keep them on their toes uh, because, you know, these girls are developing so fast. Mm. Uh, you know, we're going to see what another four teams come in next year. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yes. So it would have bring it to 10. I mean. They're going to spread that, you know, that you know that talent over another, you know, part of the pool. We're going to we're just going to see a lot of lot more young girls coming through, women come through, and be outstanding because they want to get to that next level. I think the the, the women's game is in really really good hands mm. at the moment. I was going to ask about Ali Brigginshaw actually because I remember the first couple of seasons of NRLW. Yep. The talking point was Brigginshaw, sure. and then NRLW was the second. So that probably explains exactly why that is the case. Yeah. Now, uh, a few people had the Titans as Smokies to mm. win this prior to the season starting. I remember Peter Pasolta saying a little bit about that yep. on the television, but they're also yet to get off the mark. Yeah, they're 0-2, but I don't think they're as poor as that record suggests. Um, they've got uh, new players in key positions. Lauren Brown was the uh, the hooker for the Broncos last year. She's in halfback there for the Titans. So they're obviously adjusting. Uh, and then Appy Nichols at fullback as well. Um, I'm picking out a lot of attacking players in this segment, but I need to give a shout out to the Titans lock forward, Georgia Hale. Mm. 
She's played, I think she played 67 minutes in the first game and then 70 straight last week. She made 37 tackles for one miss in game one and 50 tackles for one miss wow. in game two in the middle. Those so numbers. Yeah. And in a 70-minute game it, too. Yeah, yeah, just an absolute workhorse and, and big Tohu Harris vibes in the middle there. She threw a lovely little no-look short pass she did, um, didn't she? for Hancock to that score was, last week. That was week. Larry. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I just love, like I said, I just like how this, this game's going to expand next year. Mm. Um, we're going to see more teams. And – See how the girls react to that. You know, more more games mean, you know, how they're going to, you know, look after their body, how they're going to, you know, all this different type of stuff that, that comes in with more games and um, the NRLW. We know that they, you know, work their asses off away from the um, NRLW competition, uh, you know, the big competition. But it's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, how the girls handle that. Um, you know, some more games, high intensity mm. uh, next year. And um, I, I love that the, you know, competition has been brought down to 70 minutes because we're seeing really high quality, quality footy. Yeah. Um, that extra, you know, it's it's like, you know, when you're coming in and playing a new competition, um, playing for a long period of time, it just gets a tiny bit, you know, you see it in the men's game, there's blowouts, you know, you, if you're not if you're not up to speed, you're going to you lose those yeah. games at the end. And um, I'm glad they brought in because the girls' games um, just become, you know, so, so much more quality. The Broncos' loss, of course, has well and truly been the Knights' game. They're looking outstanding. Yeah, absolutely. We picked out a couple of uh, big boppers for the Knights in the season preview. Obviously, Millie Boyle and a personal favourite of mine, Caitlin Johnson. Uh, Taylor Predabon is another one who's just emerged onto the scene this year. I think she's a local uh, Hunter region product. So the Knights are stacked with big bodies through the middle and they're just dominating the yardage game. And it's allowing, uh, last week it was Emma Manzelman, little number 14, came on at dummy half. And in about 15 minutes, uh, she ran through and scored one herself um, and then an, collected an offload, I believe, from Predabon, got through the line, drew the fullback and passed again. So, yeah, really good effort from uh, Emma Manzelman. I'm keen to see how she develops mm. over the next few weeks. How about the Eels? Uh, well, the Eels, again, same boat as the Titans, I think, probably better than their winning record suggests. Uh, for me, it was all about Gail Broughton, the sevens convert playing at fullback for the Eels. We got to see what she can do last week. The Eels scored two pretty much identical tries. They set up on the far right-hand side of the field, and then they got a big three-pass shift to Gail out the back of shape to so give her a bit of time and space to use her speed and her footwork. Both times she just absolutely burnt her opposite man and passed uh, Tiana Penatani into a hole at left centre. Penatani scored the first one and then passed back inside to Broughton for the second. So, yeah, we're, we're getting to see the skills that Broughton has, that she's going to be an absolute star of the NRLW before too long. Batil Vet Welsh still injured? Yes. Out for the season? Yeah, I believe so. Oh, that's yeah, a shame. I think. Big fan of hers. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's an enormous loss. All right, well, you hinted at it at the start of us talking about here. You have a Quinella tip for the grand final, Ooh. perhaps. Yeah, well, you're not going to like this because I'm leaving out the Dragons. <laughs> but um, I'm All right, don't listen, punters. Yeah. It's done. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, I'm looking forward to the Roosters and the Knights. I think they play next week or the week after. Um, that's my tip for the, for the Quinella at the moment. All right. Looking forward to the end of the season coming not too far away already. Yes. The Broncos' fall from grace has been something to behold recently. They're in the hunt for a top four mm. spot for most of the year. Sensationally, they have fallen out of the eight now. Uh, if the Raiders win this weekend, the Broncos are done, aren't they? Well, they've still got to win. Yeah, well, the Broncos have to win. Look, I just, it's, it's, a hard, it's hard to see how we've become here. Um, I'm a, look, I'm not only just a huge rugby league fan, but I'm a huge soccer fan, and it's been hard to watch this happen back-to-back -back years because Arsenal, if anyone knows, they fell out of the four. For Champions League, um, with 
two games remaining. They were six points ahead of uh, you know their North London rivals, Tottenham. This is it's a, the same things happening. It's really <laughs> it's hard to watch. Are you okay, Gerard? Yeah, 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 it's yeah, honestly yeah. it's hard to watch the two. Can we get teams a welfare I, check in the here. Two, yeah, yeah, yeah. The two teams I follow have fallen from grace in the back back end of the competition, um, and. The only thing different about the Broncos is that they've made a, a documentary on the on the on Arsenal about this, <laughs> so I've got to watch it again. But I don't know what's happened. I honestly, I mean, there's only so much you can do as a coach. Um, and, I'll, and I'll stand up for Kevy here. There's only so much you can do as a coach. You get them to that position, but the, I think your senior players need to stand up and and take the rest on um, because. Um, it's been. It was. A, it looked like a great year. Uh, you know, four weeks ago we were four gonna, weeks ago. Four weeks ago we were sliding into the top five. Yeah. Um. You know, comfortably. Yeah. Uh, Home final. And it's been really hard to watch. And I'm sure you know all the people, all the Broncos fans, members who are who are listening or watching this are you know you know kicking themselves as well. And I just never thought we'd be in this position. The Raiders were sitting tenth or something. Yeah. And they didn't look like they were. In it at all? No. Now the fate is, about the dragons and yep. manly as the team. Yeah, the and the fate now yeah. the fate's in their hands. They just got to win against the West Tigers. I mean, crazier things have happened, but when you get to this position in the competition, you're worried about other people uh, winning for you. That's when you know your, your year's over. So, look, even if they do make the finals, I, I see them bowing out um, the first week of it. Yeah. Uh, that'll be a successful year for the Broncos, but now I think it's a failure. Asking you, Oscar and Ryan, now that they probably don't make the finals, is this a failed campaign? I I watched the video, you guys, when we'll get to this in a second, yeah. um, about the Broncos earlier in the week, the unpopular opinions one. Um, and I agree with you, Gerald, saying that the, the success of the Broncos makes it, makes it a failure because mm. they're almost expected to make the eight every single year. So... Yeah, I think it is. Um, and I liken it to another sport. Carlton was the same in the AFL. Yeah. They were like top four all year and they missed the eight completely. And it's another very passionate fan base. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to is the, the fans' disappointment and they're disappointed. So, yeah, it is a disappointment. Mm. I'm not writing them off just yet, Gerald. Oh. I'm with you, mate. Yeah. I think um, one thing happened four weeks ago that we talked about on, on my first potty, which was Paddy Carrigan yeah. um, being suspended. I don't know how much you can put these recent losses down to one player. Um, but I'm pretty interested. Is he back this week? Or is he it? is back this he week. Is. So, he is back um, this week. Ezra Mann will sit um, and Tyson, Tyson Gamble will in. come back in, which is a really weird one. Yes. It's just signed for the Newcastle Knights as well. I'm not sure why would you, you would leave Ezra Mann out. Um, he's, he's the future of the club. Um, so I, I, I feel like that's, you know, something that Kevy's gone and he's just, I think he's angry mm. um, and he needs to make a statement. Looking for um, a reaction maybe. But... You know, for all the Broncos fans out there, it's not looking good for us because if there's one man that would love to see the, us fall from grace, it's Ben Hunt. Um, and he gets that opportunity to uh, to do that over the weekend. <laughs> I've been talking to him and all he wants to do is beat us. So <laughs> he'll, he, he's going to go out there. And not only that, we know how close he is to winning that Dally M as well. So he'll want those three points. So there's a lot to ride on this game when you think about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's not just about the Broncos winning. You know, it's about a bloke who – has overcome adversity over the last five years, uh, you know, from a, from a, you know, a downfall going to another club who uh, the club that he was at didn't want him, you know, and the coach that was at the Broncos as well, where he got moved on. Like there's a lot riding on this weekend down there in Jubilee Stadium. So, I mean, 
it's it's juicy and I'll definitely be tuning in. I'd feel a little bit better about Manly's horrible performance in Magic Round if the Dragons got over this weekend as yeah, well. Yeah, true, but he's, Jesus, he's had a bad welcome, the welcome, welcome to the bottom eight, Gerald. I, <laughs> I don't, you know what, look, all i got to say is I love, you know, the boys that play for the club, but it never happened under my watch. So, oh. <laughs> Actually, it did one year in 2010. What am I on about? <laughs> Would you coach? Seriously? Would you coach? Would I coach? In any uh, capacity? No, nah, look, I'd, I'd love to be, I'd love to help out the back five, like the, the wingers or the back five. I think, you know, that's something that I specialise in. And, yeah, and if there was an opportunity to, you know, help out those younger players that are playing in those positions, yeah, 100%. I'd do anything to put a, you know, Broncos, Broncos shirt back on again. There's your scoop, Gerald. I, I, just wouldn't, bold I, just wouldn't, I just wouldn't work in the office anymore. <laughs> Have any of these scoops got over the line yet? <laughs> Kieran Foran's back flipping to stay a man <laughs> Hey, we don't know about that. He could still for that. <laughs> I think um, I think it's a little bit presumptuous to assume that uh, the Raiders are just going to make light work. Absolutely, the Tigers yeah. this week as well. Yeah. I think um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be betting a, a close game in that one. I, honestly, when you when you know that you're you've got a mad month, like it's Sunday Island mm. for them. Mm. West Tigers want to finish on a high. You know, they want to finish. They're going into a next generation of where they you know, obviously Benji Marshall uh, are coming in. You know, they've got new coaches coming in. They, they're going to want to finish on a real high. And, you know, they've, they've, they've been playing outstanding the back end of the season. So, yeah, look, I'm, I'm not writing that off, but, you know, the Broncos got to do their job first. And I think that's a bigger job. Mm. I think that's the bigger one down there in, uh, in Jubilee. We were talking about this just before we started recording here. Raiders to win by exactly one point, currently trading at $23. Yeah, I've got some mad uh, milk fans um, who are pretty keen to see the Raiders get up this weekend. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's a bit pretty Raiders thing to lose to the Tigers in, in a must-win game in the last round of the yep. season. So yeah, it's great narrative. I can I'm just see it now. Ricky Stewart's Ricky head exploding on the sidelines, calling people weak gutted <laughs> dogs yeah, yeah. again. The Raiders, <laughs> the entire team, you weak gutted dogs. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Ryan, what did the punters have to say about this one? Uh, for anyone that hasn't seen it, so Jared, you brought up Payne Haas requesting a release, um, and Gerald, you was, you also said it's a six. Yeah, beg your pardon. It's a successful year um, where the Broncos finished last year but given how successful the club has been it's a failure so we got some juicy comments on this one this is, the, these are really good <laughs> nice. um max dupain has said this is what happens when the players get to make a call in pre-season we're being trained too hard and we are feeling tired look at the cowboys no soft blank allowed done as they were told and look where they are now mm. have you got something to say about that oscar no, no. <laughs> I do. I do. You can't. I mean, you, you can't. You can't expect young players to and and players who are old as well, who like Adam Reynolds, are sort of, you know, at the end of their tether. You can't flog them. It's just not the day and age. It has to be scientifically done properly. And you know, we this is we probably could be seeing, and yeah, we are probably are seeing the effects of that of of going. You know, I need to stamp my authority. Um, you know, we're gonna train you, train the house down, and we might see the Cowboys still, you know, fall, fall, fall to grace as well um, going into the finals. But you cannot do it anymore. You can't just flog them and flog them and flog them and think that's okay. And because this is what will happen, especially to kids who have only been, you know, one or two years in the competition because they don't know how to handle their bodies towards the end. And a lot of those players have played Origin this year as well, so a lot mm -hmm. of footy. Yeah, I think there's definite danger signs about the Cowboys heading into the finals. Um, Robert Smith has said, does this game revolve around the Broncos? Who gives a F? <laughs> um, this next one is my favourite. Hey, he's commenting. Chris Trenorden. There's a bit, bit going on with this Is this one. the bloke who said, why are we talking about this? Why aren't we talking about climate change? Yeah, it's along <laughs> those lines. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We've had droughts, bushfires, mouse plague, floods, <laughs> climate change, coral bleaching, pandemic, 
now the Broncos may be out of the finals. What more can life throw at us? <laughs> Give us a break. That's outstanding. That's not the one that I was thinking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's got a lot of climate yeah. 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 yeah, it's worrying. Um, <laughs> Timothy Letcher has said, Origin hurt their younger players that experience mm. for next year and their improvement this year shows they are moving forward. Haas will be no big loss for them if he doesn't want to be there. Um, and this last one's your favourite, Timsy. It's yeah. from it's from our Twitter. It, you account. know what's going big when we're getting these sorts of responses on Twitter <laughs> oh, specifically. Yeah, just check out the name on this one. So Roreen, I'm hoping I'm saying that right. Um, and she's got in her handle it says International Woman of Mystery. <laughs> um, well, in this day and age, it could be anyone. <laughs> yeah. it could be anyone. Good. Um, she said a bit of a story here. Decades ago, I was holidaying in surfers, and this bloke approached me in the casino, putting on his best pickup voice, said. I play for the Broncos. When I said, <laughs> are they a Melbourne team? He walked away. Not that he had any hope in the first place. Oh. <laughs> is she implying that it was me? I was going to say, yeah. is it you? Deca decade ago, though. She's saying decades ago. Yeah. Well, I don't go to the casino. I only bet with Neds. Oh, uh, so, yeah, no, it wouldn't have been me. <laughs> All right, is that it, Ryan? That's it, yeah. That some was, juicy ones. That was an outstanding part. All right, let's get into some betting. This is The Offload. All right, Ryan, let's get straight into it and let's kick off with Don't Argue. Yeah, another brutal round of blowouts, guys, but I've uh, picked a couple of Panthers wingers for this week's Don't Argue. I've gone with Taylor May, first of all. He was the first try scorer against the Warriors last Friday night as the $5.75 favourite. The value didn't stop there, though. He made it a double scoring late in the second half to salute at $2.50 in our two tries or more market. And Brian Toto was the other one, finished with a double in Penrith's win. Uh, good little collect at $2.90 to score two tries or more. Both of those guys have been uh, named on the bench this week. They're getting a rest. Are you guys a fan of resting players before the finals? Yeah, if it's my team, yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> and if it's that team, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I mean, I, I mean, what do people have an issue with it? What I mean, they they've played. You know, they, they've had a big year. A lot of those a lot of those players have played. You know, um, you know, representative footy as well. Mm. Uh, it's it's a huge year when you think about it. So they're still very young. Giving them one week off, I don't. I mean, if you know, the only thing you could think of if you're a Penrith fan, or oh, I don't want to rest them. You know, does it affect their form? Well, that's what yeah, I mean. I think yeah. that's the argument. Yeah. I think that's yeah. the only thing. But um, you you'll be very thankful if you're a player because you you feel fresh. You know, having a week off just. Yeah, ref refreshes you. You know, you do your you do your recovery right. So, yeah, I think the players would be loving it. Um, they just got to make sure they rise to that occasion when it, when it comes to it. How good they've been for such a long period of time as well. I think if there's one club that isn't going to fall out of form for having a week, yeah, off, it's yeah. the Penrith Panthers. Uh, who are our punters' pals this week? Clinton Gutherson uh, came through with another double. You could nominate pretty much every Parramatta player last mm, week. Sorry, Jarrell. Um, <laughs> he scored a try in five of Parramatta's last six games against the Broncos. Now the double was paying six dollars eighty. He also got up. At Three dollars eighty in our most run meters market. That's wow. another market. You know, some some punters don't uh, <coughs> pay too much attention to. Mm. Mike Acevo was the other one. He scored the first try at eight dollars twenty five. Hudson Young, he's been a really good value play over the yeah. last couple of weeks. Um, mm. He's flying right now. He scored a try in six of Canberra's last seven games as a favourite. Wow. $3.05 any time last week, and then he came through with a double at $11. Sebastian Chris has got to be in there. Son. Like he, He's been scoring meat pies left, right, and yeah. centre. Both of them, yeah. yeah. I, I was going to ask, do you think Mal Meninga has having a look at Hudson Young for representative oh, honours? I mean, he's been playing great footy. And he's got that little bit of X factor about him. You know, he's not just – you know, yeah, he's got he's got a little bit of something about him. He can, you know, he can put a kick in for mm. himself. He's got he's got that extra edge that something that you know Mel would like to see. I bit reckon. of John Bateman, yeah, 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 very much so. Mm. 
Uh, moving on, the away team in Cronulla games. This is a very interesting trend. So the away team has covered the line in 13 of Cronulla's last 14 games. So the wow. dogs the dogs were plus 22 and a half last Saturday. The Sharks only won by 16, obviously. Mm. Sharks themselves are favorites on the road this week in Newcastle. And I reckon they're going to absolutely pump the Knights. <laughs> um, the line is 18 and a half points in their favor. So that's a bet I really like. Greg Marzu was the other one uh, scoring a double. Touched on him a lot this year already. He scored in six of his last seven games at Seabus. Unfortunately, the Titans aren't playing there this week. Mm. Um, the total's also gone over in six of the Titans' last seven games. So, again, I think we're going to see a lot of points when they play the Warriors this week in Auckland. Have you got any round 25 tips? Yeah, speaking of the Warriors, um, I like Marcelo Montoya to score a double at $4.25. Mm -hmm. uh, final round of the season. So, yeah, let's go for some value. The Titans have conceded a winger try in 20 of their last 23 games this year. Um, and they've also given up over 60% of their tries to attackers on the right edge. And just mm. Ronaldo Militalu is the other one, a double at $2.65. Like I said, the Knights are pretty much phoning it in right now. They've given up a winger try in 95% of their games. Well, wait. Uh, our boy Edric Lee crashed over in the first minute <laughs> yes. of the Knights game last week. Shame that the multi was dead on Thursday night. Thanks, Gerald. Uh, <laughs> bloody hell. Apologies, boys. Apologies. <laughs> I'm guessing he's featuring in If You're Not First, You're Last. He is, yeah. So same deal for the Knights star winger. He scored um, his second first try a minute in, as you said, Timsy, last week against the Titans at $11. And Daniel Tupo was the other one. He scored his second mm. first try at a similar price against the Storm last week. Very interested to hear how our futures markets are shaping ahead of the final round of the regular season. Yeah, this is the time to jump on because this is when the bookies tend to give you a little bit of value. So the Storm are $4.75 out to 6 bucks now. Roosters $10 into 8 Eel 17 into 11, your Rabbitohs, Oscar 17 into 15, and the Cowboys are $10 out to 13. Who would you feel more confident in right now, the Rabbitohs <coughs> or the Cowboys heading Ooh, into the finals? I reckon the Rabbitohs. Yeah, so yeah, do I. Don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah it's, a, it's definitely the Rabbits. The top four is uh, interesting, as you would expect, going to the final round. So the Stormer, $1.08 out to $1.85, and then the Eels, $8 into $1.95. Who's winning tomorrow night? It's a pretty tough one to start yeah. with. Yeah. I'm leaning towards the Storm. In I, I, I mean, I'd like to lean towards the Storm because, you know, Craig Bellamy's team in the future have never really gone back-to-back -back losses. But this year has shown mm. that if they have a not a bad game against the Roosters because was a, it was still an outstanding game, but it shows that they lose a bit of confidence. So, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to lean the other way. Oscar, you going Storm? Yeah, I think so. I think Storm would have beaten pretty much anyone except the Roosters last week. So... Agree with what you said. They're mm. not as strong as, as or consistent as yeah. they usually are, but I think they'll have enough for the Eels. There you go. Jump on the dollar eighty-five for them to make the top four. Um, the top eight is also, I mean, if you want to back the Broncos, they're $6 now to make the top eight. Um, the Raiders, though, are value. I mean, $2.90, that's almost like free money in a way. That's not your leg in this week's market. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, thinking, about it, right? <laughs> thinking about it for a second. Uh, speaking of multis, did any mad multis lob? Yeah, we got a few good ones this week. So $5 is into just over $2,500. Yep. Five legs on the men's and the women's game this Ooh, week. Yeah, You're going to yeah, like this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Olivia Koenig, anytime. Nice. Tegan Berry, anytime. Mm. Stephanie Hancock, anytime. Ooh. My boy, Bo nice, Firma, yeah. anytime. Yeah. And Viliami Kikau, anytime Ooh. as well. Was this your bet? You're the only yeah. person that backs Bo Firma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you caught me. 
Um, <laughs> another one that's even more impressive, $10 into just over 52000 Yeah, this is what it's all about. This, this is, is close to the best of the season. Yeah, oh, I mean, this is better than Lego. $5,000 <laughs> odds we're talking about here. So um, yeah. eight legs, anytime try scorer in my market. They're uh, all just anytime try scorers. Oh, yeah. When you see it like that, they look so gettable, don't they? It looks yeah, simple. Yeah. You're like, yeah. why haven't I done this <laughs> yeah. all year? Yeah. Well, he always Jeez. scores. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sebastian Chris, anytime. Kikau again. Joey Manu, Lomax, Firma. Tuolagi, uh, Nakora, and Papali'i anytime. Who adds the? Wow. It's Fermor and who? Ma, no, not even Manu. Nakora. Yeah. yeah. Who adds the value there? <laughs> it's, it's crazy. They're all yeah. try scorers. Yep. No, that's it's a very good one. And the last one's two hundred dollars into over fifty five thousand. Don't hate this one either. Fifteen <laughs> legs again. A lot of anytime. 15. Yeah, a lot of anytime <laughs> scorers. Um, we kick- struggle to get four legs. We were struggling to get yeah. three over at the start of the year. Yeah, it puts this us is, to shame. This, yeah. is, this is not right. This <laughs> yeah. is not up my alley. Like two hundred dollars, you know, it's yeah, a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested in the ten dollars, yeah, but yeah. but proceed. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I am interested in fifty five <laughs> grand. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, true. <laughs> um, Alex Jono, anytime. The Roosters, the cover, kick out again. Lomax again. David Fafita, Sharks mm. thirteen plus. The list goes on. Just good wow. betting. Wow. Can we find out what footy club those guys play for and yeah. Yeah. invite to their Mad Monday? Because it's going to be a good day. Uh, what went wrong this week? Don't tell the miso. Yeah, a few bad bets this week, guys. 10K on the Broncos. Why'd you do that, Gerard? Silly stuff, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 25K <laughs> on the Storm. 15, oh, 15K oh. on the Bulldogs and uh, 5K on Alex Johnson. I don't like, I, I don't hate the last one. Yeah. Yeah. F- yeah, 5K on Alex Johnson. I don't hate double. the last one. No, it's, like it's yeah. seems pretty safe yeah. most weeks, yeah. 5K if you've got it spare. <laughs> All right, Ryan, thank you very much. Thanks, boys. All right, boys, final round of the NRL regular season. Early payout is available as it has been all season. Of course, back any team head-to-head. And if your team leads by six points or more at halftime, you're going to be paid out early. Oscar, where are we starting this week? Uh, like the Warriors at Mount Smart coming up against the Titans, we know not one of the better defensive sides in the comp. So, yeah, I'll back the Warriors to get up early. Don't hate that at all. Ryan? I'm going to have the West Tigers. We've already talked about the Raiders already, but I think the worst case scenario for Canberra was the Tigers locking up the wooden spoon last week because now they have a point to prove this mm. week. So, yeah, I'm going the Tigers. Giraffe. I'm going the Rabbits. Um, it's the local derby uh, in, the, in the last round. So, yeah, I think they come out of the blocks hard, the Rabbits. And um, I think it'll be a tight game. I don't know who's going to win it, but I think the Rabbitohs come out hard. All right. Quick and easy punters. Early payout is available for your first $250 staked. T's and C's apply. They're available on the website. And if you're having a bet, always remember to gamble responsibly. The Neds NRL Punting Podcast Multi. All right, boys, two from four last week. We were hoping to give Greg a bit of our winning touch to take back to the AFL podcast. No. They didn't get up either, and he ruined ours. Yeah, mm. thanks, Greg. He won't be back, mate. He's 0 from 2. <laughs> uh, Ryan, your leg got up. My leg got up. What's going on with Katoni Stags at the moment? I do not know. <clears throat> I thought he was due. I just honestly thought he was due. But he's gone really quiet. Uh, I love Tones, but I, I'm just not sure. Is he not getting enough early ball? Or do you reckon the, the defence has, has he got like the you know second or third year syndrome? But they've started to really figure out how he's playing his footy. Um, they shut him down well when he played for New South, you know, New South Wales as well. I think Queensland. that's the key. I don't yeah. think he's been as good since that. Yeah. First I think he lost a lot of confidence um, out, out of there. And yeah, look, uh, let's just he just probably needs a. Uh, a couple of weeks off, um, and and they're about to do that with Mad Monday coming around. <laughs> <laughs> well, they need a very very big game from him this week, so who knows? Maybe he turns around. Gerald, you're kicking us off again this. Yeah, week. I'll just go on Justin Olam any try, uh, anytime try scorer. He's been look. He's been when I've gone out on my own and and 
and picked Justin Olin this year at times. Uh, he's uh, he's gone out and scored for me. So I thought, what a better way to do it. Uh, big occasion against the Eels. Last round, Justin Olin. We've got a really good feeling for the PNG boys this week mm, as well. Yeah, I like that. He was really good a couple of weeks ago as well. Yeah. yeah. $2.75 anytime try scorer. Gerald Ryan, you're up second. Yeah, I'm playing pretty safe this week, boys. I've just gone Sawali to score anytime against the Rabbitohs on, uh, what is it, Saturday night? $1.78. Friday night, I beg your pardon. Yeah, $1.78. Well, he'll right. want to score a try because, you know, Rugby Union is after him and everything. So yeah. he'll want that uh, $10 million price tag <laughs> yeah, to go up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oscar, same game. Yeah, I'm also taking a Roosters winger, but on the other side, um, Paul Momorowski mm. comes in for Daniel Tupo. Uh, and the Rabbitohs are resting Campbell Graham, who plays at right centre. Uh, Jackson Bolo comes in, um, who didn't have the greatest game a couple of weeks ago on the wing. Uh, I certainly think he's a better winger than a centre. So, yeah, I think that's an area that the Roosters will target, and, and I like Paul to capitalise on that on he, the left wing. He really looked the value of those four back for the Roosters as well. Mm. He was the longest price, $2.05. Anytime mm, try scorer. If it comes, I don't know why I keep doing this to myself. Mm. I'm always anchoring and then just shitting myself. Because you're a coward. Mm. But yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> am I a coward though? <laughs> they have come off three times. Yeah, yeah, and am I a coward? Doesn't that mean that I should be going first yeah, to try to get maybe, something yeah. easy over the way? Yeah. Shut up, Ryan. Hey, don't call me a coward. <laughs> I won't You've be been in this studio too long today. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. The heat's getting to me. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going the, the Cowboys game. they the Panthers, like we said before, resting 12 or 13 players. I mm. think just about every Cowboy can score a try here. The safest in their team, in my opinion, is Kyle Felt, seventy-five anytime try scorer. Gerald, Justin Olam, anytime, $2.75. Ryan, Joseph Suwali, anytime, $1.78. Oscar, Paul Momorowski, anytime, $2.05. Jared, Kyle Felt, anytime, $1.75. Thank you to the Neds bookies, $18. Yeah. Like it? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you looking at me well, for? Well, because this is what we need <laughs> yeah. your seal of approval. We were talking about this off air before. No, I do like it. I mean, I've only lost one of my bets that I've put on this year. Of Say this. the line, Gerard. Uh, <laughs> I've only lost it. All right. Okay. So, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go this one. I'm gonna get after this one, um, and I'm gonna put some money on it. I like it. you've backed all three winners yeah. so far, haven't you? Yeah, I have. The I last have. one was outstanding. Well, we've I've, I've backed six. I've backed six of um you know of our NRL pod uh, you know punting podcast uh, multis. Two of them were voided because two players accidentally uh, got got sat, and the last one I missed. So the odds are in my favour, so I'm going to get after it, boys. There you have it, punters. Sure mm. thing? No, not sure thing. You should That's, follow it, though. Mm. <laughs> All right, punters, the Neds NRL punting podcast multi is already built for your convenience. It's available under NRL round specials at neds.com.au. Where else, Ryan? The Neds app. The Neds app, yeah. I was going <laughs> to say, gamble <laughs> responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, final round of the NRL regular season, the final time we're having final thoughts for the regular season. Gerald, you look very excited. Let's start with yeah, you. Yeah, it's my favourite time of the year. Um, not because final footy is here. Mad Monday's around the corner, <laughs> boys. Um, and just having a look at the draw, uh, salivating uh, for a couple of teams. Obviously, the Bulldogs play Seagulls, so they both know they're not playing. So I believe that'll be a gentleman's agreement. Um, I'm sure they're just <laughs> going to go out there and just do their best. They're not too worried. Yeah. But the, 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 the game I'm excited to see is obviously a Mount Smart Stadium. I can see the Titans letting their hair down on Saturday night over there in Auckland. I just, just chomping at the bits thinking about this. You know, They get on a plane the next day. 
you know, half cut. <laughs> How good. <laughs> like, it's just a, it's, it's a great, they go back to <clears throat> such a beautiful place on the Gold Coast. And then you've got a team, you know, like the Broncos, who um, also finish on a, on a late Saturday if uh, they won't be able to get after it. The thing is, it's a really nervous wait if they win. In what world don't they get after it? I though? know, I know. <laughs> but I'm saying if they, lo- if they lose, they know their fate. Yeah. If they win, I've been in this situation before at the Broncos where – I had everyone at my house on a Sunday arvo when we played a Friday <laughs> night. We were, we had a few. We had if if we had lo- if we had lost if the team had lost, we were uh, at training and the Warriors needed to lose um, for us to go on Mad Monday. I probably shouldn't be telling this story, but I'm gonna. <laughs> we were cheering for the Warriors because we we knew we knew it was like wow. oh well, it's it's over for us and everyone's at my house pretty. Pretty full. The Warriors end up beating someone like the Melbourne Storm to keep us in the finals. Wow. I couldn't believe it. And we had to send everyone home in cabs and go to training the next day. <laughs> but my final thought is um, yeah, there'll be a lot of uh, welfare officers uh, trying to look after their teams <laughs> this weekend because Mad Monday is upon us. All power to them. <laughs> Oscar, final thought. Yeah, well, as a Rabbitohs fan, uh, I'm keeping my eye on results with the Storm, Eels, Roosters and Raiders um, with an eye towards week one mm. of the finals next week. I do not want to be coming up against the Roosters uh, mm. in a in a sudden death finals game. So hopefully it works out that, um, you know, maybe we're playing the Eels or something like that. So, yeah, I'm keeping an eye on the ladder this weekend. Ryan? No, nah, similar to you boys. I'm looking forward to Latrell playing his old team as well on Friday night. Um, it's really hard to top your story there, Gerard. I really don't have much <laughs> yeah, else to yeah, add. Yeah, it's yeah. got like a Premier League feel to it this one. I'm just I'm excited, excited for our Mad Monday. Yeah. You know, when we finish the podcast for the year, yeah. we get to go. Because it's been a tough, you know, 25, 26. Well, we go all the way through the fight. It's been a tough year. Yeah. You know, we've had our ups and downs. Uh, you know, so I'm excited for our Mad Monday. All right. All said and done. That's it. All right, punters. Thank you for listening to episode 26 of the Neds NRL Punting Podcast. We've had a great time. We hope you've had a great time as well. Like, subscribe, watch us on YouTube. We're up there every week. Enjoy the footy this weekend. If you're having a bet, gamble responsibly. Thanks for listening to the Neds NRL Punting Podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review on your favourite platform. And always remember to gamble responsibly.